This is all unusable and I'm cutting it out. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Scratch That Itch. I'm Nick Payton. And I'm Stuart Holmes. And I'm Nick Payton. And I'm Nick Payton? Oh, wow. What a handsome chin, penis, tits, and ass you have, me. Well, thank you. I'm glad you noticed it. I mean, I can't not. You're wearing like a mesh singlet, Mm. like hot pants, Mm. you know, and fingerless socks. Yeah. You didn't notice my hat with the propeller on it, but I'll forgive you. Yeah, but I don't know. That kind of made me uneasy. That's that's too... Yeah, like, that's... Whoa, who's this freak? Yeah. <laughs> it's to deter predators, right? Because you're, like, such... Like, jailbait. Yeah. God, I can't... We can't use this either. <laughs> this is no good. Oh. This is, these are warm-ups. We've got to get Yeah, yeah, we warm-ups. We've got to get the sillies out. All right. Hello and welcome to ScratchThatIch.io <laughs> The Halloween episode, but it's in June Oh, I love it <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of ScratchThisIch.io We've tried to start the podcast about three times, I'm Nick Payton And I'm Nick Fuck! Oh, nah, I'm Stu Hi, um, we're back for another week. We're doing the thing where we go on itch.io. We put a code, the keyword in, not a code word. That just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hi. So, uh, oh man, really I got, on the I spot. I gotta here. go take a nap. Oh, I gotta go have some daddy juice, which is what I call milk. Oh, right. Okay. Ironically, it comes from mums. What have I been? Oh. oh. A dude at work today, and by that Don't I mean a couple segue of away from that. <laughs> oh no, I have to. I, yeah, yeah, please, it's, please. It's, it make it. It's actually it actually makes sense. <laughs> he was like, he's like, oh, I was in Italy one time, and I they I saw that they had buffalo milk mozzarella, and it's like, oh, you can't milk a buffalo; it's a boy. And I was like, are you trying to tell me that you think the analog, the sec, like the genders of a cow mm-hmm. are buffalo and cow? Yeah, I like that it's like... They're two different animals, my dude. There's cow for everything yeah. bovine related. And then there's... Well, that's the buffalo of it. Yeah, this like, is it. What? It's like, no, no, no. Different animals. But he was like, you know, buffalo's a boy. It's like, it's the same argument as like, dogs are boys and cats are girls. <laughs> or it's like, sharks are boys, dolphins are girls. Right, listen, that's a duck mm-hmm. and that's a bad rooster. <laughs> That's the worst duck I've ever they seen. They can't both be ducks. Yeah. That, that doesn't make be any insane. sense. Of course. How will you know which one's not a duck? So you've got broccoli, which is a boy, and you've got cauliflower, which is a girl. Um... See, it's everything. You can do it with everything. <laughs> what game did you play this week, Stu? Yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> I think, the, we've had a, I think we did a good amount of banter, right? <laughs> we're some, relatable. Listen, there were some spicy takes there, people, so feel free to take them mm. as far away as you possibly can. We don't want them. Um, my keyword uh, from the last episode, uh, if you recall... Um, was, I do, but please tell us because we need to, you know, for the audience. Uh, is gauntlet. 
um, Gauntlet. So I typed in Gauntlet and I found this uh, cute little game by uh, developer Sprite Wrench, and it was just called Shiny Gauntlet. Um, it was the most popular one there. Um, it had quite a few reviews. Um, however, I well, I've brought shame to the podcast. I think that we do that every week. I, but how? No, how no, have you this is really bad. Oh, okay, this one's please. Yeah, let uh, me know. This is some Catholic guilt stuff. Places hand on knee, tenderly. Um, uh, I mean, oh, debatable. You implied that. I'm taking Winks it off now. audibly. Yeah. <laughs> um, We're not sponsored by I, I paid for the game. <gasps> yeah. Fuck, man. That's... No. This... No. See, it was... I was too... I was lured. Uh, I was lured in with its wiles of the the idea... Because we've reviewed a few games yeah. um, at this point. And I remember listening back to episode one. And yeah, it being like... Doing them for free. Let's see what we can do. That's our mantra. That's what the shirt says. That's what the tattoo on my forehead says. Doing it for free, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, winks audibly. And then I was just like, but what? What? What is there actually a difference if this is the most popular, but it's worth just a dollar? If mm. I do this and Nick has a free game, obviously they're very different, <laughs> but I was just curious as to like whether there is that sort of value margin and how it's different on... Um, each eye and that kind of thing. It looked like a pretty good game, so I thought, all right, I'll do a dollar. And so I played Shiny Gauntlet, and it was a dungeon hack and slash bullet hell roguelike. Now, was a do- no, because obviously I'm furious, I'm seething right mm. now, obviously. Mm. But was the suggested price a dollar, and you could pay what you like? Yes. So you could have got it for free. I I believe so. Um, yeah, but it, it just said a dollar on it, like so. I was like, "All right, I'll I'll do it." You know what? Fair enough. I mean, I guess we're far enough into this that where it's like, you know, we can. You know, it was it was I, for free. I think I. Had, I looked in the kitty. You know, that's like we got a few bucks in there. We can afford to do I, this every now and then. But- I I thought I could do it because I think I'd I'd sold a game on each IO for a dollar, <laughs> and so I thought I'm giving back. I'm giving straight back. Yeah, that, by it, buying someone else's game. Fair enough. You on know the what? Same forum. I will. That's a pass. Mm. That's a pass for me. I think that's okay. fine. So, tell me about the game then. Yeah. So, tell me about the dollies. Bullet then. Hell, Roguelite Adventure, um, and it seemed quite interesting. Very simple style. It looked like Binding of Isaac meets Zelda. Um, you're these little hooded figures. You choose one of five different types of classic character, like warrior, mage. Thief, archer, priest, and uh, you just sort of go spelunking, killing bosses further and further, gaining new items and that kind of thing. Um, some of the interesting things that popped out immediately. So you're sort of moving through this, yeah, Binding of Isaac, you're going through this square sort of maze. Um, and so once you reach the edge of the borders, you go to the next area. There's uh, more enemies, which is sort of cute little like, I did kind of like the art style. It was very simplistic, but it was just sort of like, Little skull guys and variations in colors, maybe some added on cloths, but that was the, it was all kind of skull guys, maybe some slimes, because you always got to have some slimes. Yeah, I mean, skulls and slimes are like bread and butter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I went into some sort of like mass grave, some catacomb Mm -hmm. in, you know, Northern Europe or something like that, and I didn't go into that and I didn't find skeletons and slime, I felt like I would have been like sold a false bill of sale. 
Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a gyp. That's a fake experience. Yeah, yeah. This is this is it. I mean, if you're from a Scandi country or something like that, and you have these big, uh, what are they called again? Catacomb? No, what's the, what's the other word? What are they called uh, in Skyrim? Catacombs, mausoleums, mausoleum uh, tomb. What are the where are, where are the what are the Nords buried in in Skyrim? They're called well, they, the the uh, zombies are called dragas. Bone bunkers? Yeah, that's it. So if you in your home country have bone bunkers, please mm. tell us if skeletons uh, and slimes exist in them. Yeah. You know, we have an email. You'll figure it out. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So uh, in this bone bunker, it was... Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, back home crazy. I'm like, oh, hey, look out. Tell me about the time when we took someone home to my bone bunker. <laughs> I'm still Nick Payton. Um... <laughs> and I'm Winx Audible. Drag queen extraordinaire. God, I love that. Actually, that's that's it's, very good. Yeah. Buy the new Winx Audibly shirt coming out in our store soon. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, very simple Zelda style combat. You you stab up, down, left, right, that kind of thing in the and, orthogonal directions. Mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and you just sort of keep collecting. And then I, I I didn't play as much of it as perhaps I could have, but I did find it quite hard to get into both due to difficulty, but I think I I was a bit turned off because I liked the concept and I liked the new addition that it um, added to that sort of idea of like a, a Binding of Isaac roguelike Zelda kind of thing, which was just if the enemies floating around, shooting at you or coming at you, you kill them. Your main source of health is also one of the few sources of light you have. And so the game's around uh, okay. illumination. So... When you enter a room, you're already glowing. And as I was sort of looking at the... Oh, my um, God. You didn't HUD, tell me. Uh, yeah, well... Congratulations. Yeah, oh, my God. How yeah. long? Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Do you give Do birth the at the, the uh, end of yeah, the, the, uh, the dungeon? Whatever the... Uh, about to say, the runtime of this episode. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, okay. Okay. I just got to remember to do that gag at the yeah. end where you give birth again. Um, continue. Uh, but you have a... You have a firefly, and you can use the firefly to actually heal. But when you do, no more light. So, like Spyro, kind of, yeah. Yeah, and the, and the enemies, only yeah, like the firefly in media, only, yeah, um, edible firefly. But uh, <laughs> you can get one of those at the behind the service station or, for twenty five bucks. Yeah, wow, wow, that's pretty cheap. Yeah, I don't know. I'd actually don't know the going rate for drugs. I'm not cool anymore. <laughs> It was so earnest there. I think they'll just give you the drugs. Like, I'm so sorry I'm not cool anymore. I'm just is this what it's called? Like, just take the drugs. <laughs> Honestly, next time I'm in a situation like that, I might try it. But uh the what was it? So where am I? I don't know. Oh I'm my just God. I'm just thinking about not buying drugs. Like uh, we went so far from like having to buy drugs from people in sketchy places to like last night I went to a wine bar and ate ox tongue. Ooh. And it's like where have I? How far have I fallen? Or gain? I, I don't know, what, man. Where am I at? You've you've eaten ox. You ate ox tail, ox tongue, ox meat. I think ox meat. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. It was fine. It's tongue. It's all right. It's like tongue is weird. It's mm, not. It's I've like never had tongue before. Yeah, I've heard. Huh. Oh, take that. See, gang, you got to keep punching down. Yeah. This is it, but because you're Nick Payton and I'm also Nick Payton, I'm just punching myself. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Layers is a circle of hatred. Anyway, um, you were saying about that's right. Uh, punching and so down. No, 
the illumination uh, aspect of the game was quite interesting because only enemies, fires, or you when you have a firefly are illuminated in a radial sort of like area. And so there's this interesting like a gamble and balancing act that you're taking as you kill enemies. It's getting harder to navigate, but also you have this constant thing where you can only hold one firefly at a time. Mm. And so do you risk running and seeing where you are for healing earlier now just in case you have to fight some more guys or a boss later yeah and so that was an interesting like um balancing act i found that really really fascinating however um it was unfortunate that uh you know that that didn't really come up or wasn't as consistent in like use for the design of things it began to wear a little thin because i was going to different areas and then you're just sort of getting shot at and the enemy design which was cute didn't really convey enough via combat yeah as in like different enemies would just shoot different colored things but the colors didn't mean it was faster or maybe oh, maybe it, it, meant, it was just it did a little bit aesthetic. more damage but right. yeah and then you have bigger enemies and they just more or less took up more space and as I opposed suppose, to having a different attack yeah and i right. suppose what i found um the most uh well, not disappointing my goodness that's <laughs> such a strong term i was about to say um, for a game that was almost free yeah but uh, yeah, what really, what really? This is this is. I was about to say me. we couldn't say bad stuff about the games that we got for free because that would be punching down. But because you paid a dollar for it, you're allowed to fucking go ham on this thing. Oh man, I paid for these punches and I'm gonna get them in <laughs> ring ding uh, round one. But uh, yeah, it was just sort of. I, I find it in games where you fight or you have weapons or that kind of thing. There is nothing more unsatisfying than no registry via animation or anything like that from your hit you just hit them and they go poof and disappear yeah and so that's fine and i can understand that within certain like constraints and that kind of thing the problem was when you get hit you get batted around like a ping pong ball i see and so i was a bit like i i want to be able to do that too i don't understand why i can get moved around and sort of ponged about but when i hit someone they just sort of vanish and so you're just sort of stabbing frantically and then disappearing, but then suddenly you get whacked around. And it sort of, it, it created this unfairness there because you would just end up somewhere. But then there's no way that you can kind of combat that beyond just killing them first. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, yeah, after that I was a bit like, ah, oh, you know, that's it, it's a bit unfortunate. Um, uh, I don't know whether it's been updated since, but because uh, it seems pretty consistent in that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was a bit... That was a bit off-putting. But I will say, pros, uh, the unlock seemed really cool. You start out by choosing your class, which gives you whatever your weapon and attack is. Right. Then you get an offhand weapon, which I really like when games do that. Uh, maybe not all the time, but your offhand weapon actually turns you into the other class that uses that weapon. Oh, okay. And so you can kind oh, so of like dual gain the benefits from that. Okay. You kind of get a little bit of access to that. Um, maybe you're a little bit faster, that kind of thing. Your stats shift. Yeah. Um, and so you could be kind of like two classes at the same time. That's like a cool, like that as an element, like you can figure out your play style a bit more. Because I yeah. do like it when, especially in these sort of roguelite games, like if they have different classes or different weapons that you can go in with, 
generally you'll gravitate towards something that you like using more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. They'll usually probably try to encourage you to use everything to a degree, but mm. more often than not, you'll probably like in uh like Hades where you have yeah like, you've got boons and everything, but there's like what six. Or was it like eight weapons or something you can choose from? Yeah, yeah. And like some are ranged, some aren't. But like, it's like, I feel like majority of the time I either used the the gauntlets, like the fists, like the guy's fists in that game or the shield. It's like I I usually bounced between those two weapons because yeah, it was sort yeah. of, it suited my play style and how, like, I, like the boons that I liked getting and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so having options or choice of how to and play that- is much better. And particularly in something that is more of like a looping roguelike where you're going back, it's sort of like when you settle into that momentum where you're like, okay, this is my weapon for me. This is cool. I'm willing to like go back and and get better and better Um, because you've sort of felt out the space and you're like, okay, I can settle here. Yeah. Um, So I thought that was cool. And you can unlock new rings, which give you different bonuses. And every time you start, you can have a little bit of a different loadout. And I think there was like a large array of like o- over 20 rings that you could unlock. I think you only start with three with very simple like yeah. extra health or something like that. But I really like that idea and that incentive of like going in. And it reminds me a bit of like Dark Souls kind of thing, like that little loadout. But definitely having the two classes at the beginning was kind of fun. It was just unfortunate that when I went in, it it, it ended up boiling down to be a bit samey. Yeah. And they did have special attacks. Like I think uh, the thief could kind of like vanish. Um but uh, yeah, after a while, the the gameplay loop became the part that I was less intrigued about, where it was like, I wanted to see these things and I wanted to unlock more stuff, but it just involved clicking someone so that they disappear Yeah. while I get like batted around. And then the light stuff made it difficult in times because you're often on the back foot or like when, when it's, when you're winning, it's better. <laughs> well, it's it's but, in that sense, like because you're going because in the especially in like games where you're going room from room, uh, versing waves of different enemies. It's mm-hmm. like the thing you don't want is, or rather, the thing you do want is to be able to dispatch them pretty quickly. If mm-hmm. anything, like you want a bunch of a lot of enemies that are, take a few hits, but like over time you gain more and more of those kinds of enemies and then every now and then a harder enemy will be thrown into the mix yeah, with yeah. the smaller ones but because you're going through so many of those rooms like you don't want to be stuck in the same room for such a long time mm-hmm. or at the very least that's sort of like how I see these kind of things yeah it, it, and it's like it's frustrating especially if your whole point of it is to get from room to room to room is to be stuck in a room and I think it was more like it seemed that it was a game that was about like spelunking finding things which was fun However, it relied heavily, similarly to Hades, is like when you go into a place, you're going to fight people. Yeah. And even if that's maybe not the crux of it and like part of its appeal is actually like the story or these characters. Like when you come back, it's those different things because, you know, at this point, roguelikes are like very, people are quite aware of how they work. Yeah, um, you have a pretty basic understanding of what you should be expecting, but then you go into these newer ones for the extra stuff that they've added, and their, their spin, their flavor. I, I suppose it was that like unfair sort of retroactive expect, like expectation that I had, but it was a bit like I wanted satisfying combat at, at least at a higher level. Yeah. That, and, and if that's not great, then all the other things that are very different become a lot harder to access because at a bare minimum, I'm finding the combat quite 
difficult or it's kind of... If you're finding your eyes glazing over at the the core of the game. And so it's sort of like, well, that's it. It's sort of like the combat doesn't have to be interesting, but it needs to be at least like satisfyingly functional. And it it, it, it works. Yeah. It works. maybe, Maybe this is also just like not my cup of tea, but... When I see those things like the Firefly stuff... Well, this is what I was going to say. And the lighting, I was like, oh, hell yeah. And maybe there's later points that I actually haven't got up to. Like that kind of thing. Like, I can't can't attest to that. But uh, I I was immediately like, oh, cool. So maybe there's like mazes and stuff. And like, maybe I get to light things Mm. and that kind of stuff. But I, I don't know whether that happened. And I just kind of kept finding myself fighting these enemies. And maybe later on it happens, but... Yeah, it 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 took too long, I suppose, for me in my attention span to to kind of yeah. hold out for that. It's um, it's it's a shame because, like, again, like you said, you don't want to have to mill through something where the core element of it is repetitive and not fun. Just to, I mean, again, it's kind of the core of our podcast to sort of like find these interesting parts, like mm-hmm. the parts you're talking about, as far as like the mixed class element to it, mm-hmm. and you're like being able to do both of those, and the element of you being lit and then that light going over time and like being your health as well as like, like that all sounds yeah, really yeah. interesting and like really innovative. But it, it, like you said, at the same time, it's like if you have to pe- like pound your head against yeah, the core yeah. of the game, which should be the thing that you nut out the best. Yeah. um, Being repetitive and feeling awful and you like as a player, not feeling powerful in any way. Yeah. Like, because, you know, most of the time these are power trips. You want to feel like you're strong yeah, or, enough or, to do something. Yeah, or at least like, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was more that that interest of the enemy sort of died out a bit as well and like kind of getting hit with these things. If, yeah. if, I think it was also maybe that change, but it was sort of like, I don't feel like I'm learning or getting better. Yeah. Maybe I need to play the game a lot more as well. Get good. The light thing reminds me of... Games like Darkest Dungeon or yeah. there's that other roguelike game with the like the Aztec theme. Oh, it's like Curse yes, of I, the Deep or something yes, like that. Yes, yeah. Um, where it's like they both have that similar thing because it's like spelunking, dungeoneering. In Darkest Dungeon, you have torches in that game partly for sanity and partly so you're not getting jumped and ambushed oh, by yes, that's right. other characters because yeah. you can see them coming. And so that's a part of it. But it's a risk reward thing because you can do dark runs where you take no torches at all and but you get better stuff. You get better stuff, mm. you get better loot. And so it's like that's a big element of that game. But it not the way you're describing it being your illuminating light to see as well as like to use mm. and that shows how well you're doing or because you, you do you use it to attack? Well, Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, no. It's just it's purely a byproduct, but only certain things illuminate the screen and you can still yep. sort of see but other parts are like pitch black yeah and so that there i thought that that was an interesting idea in terms of spelunking but then it feels like then the focus should be light light and then getting a, around yeah. and being able to see is really important but if it's combat a lot of the time then it's either lit enough that you can just fight or sometimes you can't and you're just seeing enemies and then suddenly walls are appearing yeah which is I like I, I again like it could be done in a cool way, but I, I I found it for or at least the runs that I was doing a bit like uh, uh I feel like I need more of an introduction into this like such a it's a cool concept, but maybe just like just an enemy that circumvents around certain areas or like it could but then be I'm also, just getting shot at yeah it could be like rooms are lit to a certain degree and you're lit, but then you know everyone's getting lit up in the club oh. we're getting crunk oh baby oh baby um. 
So cool. Oh, yeah, so cool. I know how much drugs are costing these days, right, guys? 50? 50 for a drugs. 50 for a dime? Yeah. More, what's, 10 grams? Yeah, that's a dime. No? Two slugs for a back scratch? Oof. In this economy? In this economy? I mean, listen, if you've got two slugs for a back scratch, I'm there. Shit. Telling me that you're going to get that nice, good uh, accelerant that we can share? Huh? Get out of town. I'm coming to your house. How do you do? Pleasure to meet you, Mrs. Holmes. Knock, knock, selling drugs. <laughs> Local drug salesman, hello. Traveling drug salesman, that, man. That was the Walter White that they didn't let yeah, no. get into the show. God. All right, back to what I was saying. Mm-mm. It would be more interesting because you're saying the big part of it is about illumination, seeing where you're going and being the light. It'd be cool if there were torches in the room and the enemies decided that they'd want to try and put those out so you could see less or something mm, like that and I, giving you the ability to give your light to illuminate yeah, the room I, more. Yeah, like stuff like that. That That's a good idea. Or, or like or, enemies that you can't see, but you can see their bullets and so like, you understand where they're Come where they're shooting from, but you can't see them directly. Yeah, like or like different attacks illuminate in a different way, and it's almost like you're painting this path, or you could if you want, and maybe that's how enemies work. But it ended up just mm. being sort of like blue or pink sprite balls that would fire and stop. So maybe you know that there's a wall, yeah, or you don't. But then it would just sort of be you could just like charge around and bump into stuff, and then you would just stab at these different angles. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Well, like, As seems to be the case with a lot of itch things, I think I'd um, finish up on this game by saying, like, you know, a lot of potential. Um, I mm. think it, I think it is good, and, I, I, and from the reviews, a lot of people did enjoy it. Um, and the developer seems pretty like on board in like listening to critiques and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I just don't think it was my cup of tea, and that maybe I think is a result of also having played a lot of bigger versions of this game by bigger companies, but also like smaller ones, and just the parts that I like about them are like really tight basic stuff. And I felt like that maybe wasn't tight enough here, but there were some amazing and unique ideas um, that seemed to be pretty refined. It's just like just the core stuff I would like a bit tighter. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry, Sprite Wrench. Um, we're giving you a thumbs down specifically from Stu, not me. I think mm. your game's great. Mm. Um, if you need anyone to spruik it or sponsor it, give me a call. Um, but we'll just move on from this dookie dookie game that no one actually likes. No, that's <laughs> Sprite Wrench. Your game was really good. Thank you for providing us hours of fun. Yeah. Oh god, I don't know how not. That's to all right. Be... We're punching down. Yeah. Sorry, we're punching down. We got to keep punching down, Sprite Wrench. All right. On that note, I think we've uh, milked yeah. this cow dry. What was your keyword, Nick? Uh, was it milk? No, it wasn't. Um, it was dive. You say that every episode. I do say that every episode. I Play like the tape. Milk. 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 The word you gave me mm-hmm. off the back of uh, our great conversation about, what's his name? Dive boy, Magoo. Jason Statham. Oh, yes. Um, you gave me the word dive. That's correct. Um, so, you know, classic fair. You're going through. You're looking for stuff. A lot of things are about diving and swimming and... A lot of ocean-based things because mm. of the word dive. Um, a huge amount of like submarine-based games yeah. were coming up. So I was trying to avoid those just because it was sort of the same thing for most of them. Like a lot of them were just 
traversing the deep, you know, you're going into these, you know, avoiding sharks and krakens and things like that. Decently simple sort of stuff. Mm. What I tried first was a game about dumpster diving. Okay. So that one really disappointed. Oh, no. That one, like, I was like... The irony of being about dumpsters. Mm, uh, Funnily enough. Um, barely worked, uh, crashed a bunch of times, wasn't really even funny to talk about. Mm. It was just a big, empty map with nothing on it. It was just... Ah, uh, yep. Yeah, and it was no direction. Like, there was nothing to really tell me what to do. So I sort of fuddled around with that for maybe five minutes until I was like, this is not a thing I'm going to do. not a goal. So I went through a bunch more, and I eventually was like, let's try this gravity-based one. It was very short. It didn't really have much going for it. I was like, eh, no. Nah. But basically, I was like, okay, this one's a submarine game. The aesthetic I like more than the others. I'm going to try this one. And I'm really glad mm-hmm. that I did. And I ended up going with a game called Deep Chalk Dive okay. uh, by uh, Zach Livestone. And uh, following trends that are seemingly I'm starting to make now, it also had a manual to start with. Ah, interesting. So it was really cool. So I got to download the game and read the manual as well. Nice. So basically the game is like full black and white, pixel-based, sort of like very simplistic style. Um, and it's set in this like inky blackness, basically. It seems like this sort of like almost sort of smoky haze background in like a deep void that you're swimming around in pretty much is this tiny little sort of uh, avatar of a submarine basically like almost like a little rocket ship you are pretty much um and looking through the manual you can get an idea of what you're supposed to be doing basically and i really really enjoyed it like the manual itself uh it it was just because it had Everything you wanted to know. It's like what the puzzles, like how, like what all the items were in the game, what uh, they did, yeah, okay. how you're supposed to um, interact with them and stuff like that. Not telling you how the puzzles are like done because I still had to figure them out as well. Mm-hmm. There was still enough coming through that I needed to figure them out. But giving me an idea initially, and I'll tell you what, like even though it was telling me what all the basic elements of the game were, I still think I could have skipped the manual and figure that out. Like they were still, oh yeah, that it they were still con- that, yeah, like, they were conveyed well enough. Detrimental if you not- didn't do it, that you could still get. Yeah, okay. I, and I appreciated that. But it was really cool on the back half of the manual because there was just a small FAQ from the developer. Oh right, about like how they made it. It was really, it was really, really nice. As someone who like like aspires to be a game designer, likes playing games and stuff, likes knowing how they tick and Mm -hmm. like talking about design. It was really refreshing just to see like a very straightforward like FAQ about him saying like, how did you make the backgrounds? I used Photoshop and I did this to them. How did you, what did you use? I coded in like C sharp in this. Where did you get this idea? Da, 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 da. Why did you do this? Da, 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 da. Like, Really, really nice. Like, and he also like he was just about programs, methods, ideas, and he also at the end of it, he's like, one of the questions was, um, "Am I allowed to make a video or like uh, live stream this?" He's like, "Yeah, please do. Let me know. I'll def- I'll probably watch it." Oh, cool. So very open to the idea of people sharing this. So thanks, Zach. Uh, we're talking about your game. <laughs> it's not Winks a live stream. Audibly. Yeah, yeah. Zach <laughs> winks audibly. Um, it's not at a live stream or a video, it's a podcast. So hopefully that's still fine. You didn't mention specifically. So uh, immediately compared to like the other games I'd played, like the 
the game feel. And this mm. is kind of what I think you touched on a little bit with your game as well, like the core feel of the game yeah. not being satisfying. And I think this is why I stuck with this game for like and wanted to talk about it because it immediately felt really satisfying to move in the game. Because mm-hmm. the basic thing is all of the puzzles are based around you pushing stuff around in space. Okay. And you have tank controls or sub controls in this one, mm-hmm. like one. So basically you've got forward and back make you go and you have to hold left or right to turn as well. Ah, gotcha. And so you can like move forward and then let go and like try to turn a bit or you can try and do two. It it feels like, it feels good, the propulsion of it as yeah. well. So it's like, Everything has a nice amount of weight to it. It feels oh, like, like a bit of traction. Like, bit of traction. It like you turn well enough, you have a good enough amount of control because the whole game is about pushing blocks pretty mm. much like in space. So you start basically the game in like a black void. And as soon as you start moving up, the puzzle pops in above you. It sort of comes out of nowhere. Uh, okay. Um and basically you're just trying to push at the start of it like you can see outlines Uh, of these blocks with these like patterns on them and you can see the other blocks themselves and so you push them in easy done Mm. and it's satisfying because it's like they're not necessarily easy to push in but it's satisfying to push them in with the the physics engine basically oh yes yeah and the control like exactly and so like the difficulty comes in of mastering the control initially learning how to do it and also it feeling nice to push these blocks Mm. how did the um, puzzles ramp up like what was the the difficulty of the game or like how did it so yeah like basically the puzzles became more of a thing where it's like it was still getting blocks into holes like ultimately that's the entirety of what you're going to do but as it progressed they just sort of made more obstacles for you to get around to push it into the holes Uh, and some of the blocks were immovable and so you had to get around them some of them did move which again was Good and bad because sometimes you'd accidentally bump into stuff, oh, push it in yeah. the way. Some were immovable but corrupted, which was how they were described in the manual. Okay. And if you touch them for too long, it sort of depletes your health until you die. Wow. Okay. And so then it becomes about avoiding them. Yeah. Then it becomes about mines that you can't touch or they'll explode. So that's a one touch thing. Wow. Mines that seek you. Oh, wow. And so the idea of like trying to traverse this space while being. Uh, pursued pursued, and then trying to also push this thing which is funnily enough supposed to go behind the mine oh, you're really right. sort of trying to navigate this as best you can yeah yeah um and then there was also the later it got it got to this point where there was say almost like a like an electric eye like a camera basically that would oh, be spinning yeah. around you could see its vision cone, and if you got stuck in it, you would die. Ah, okay. And so then it became almost like trying to do laps and push it as far oh, as you can. Oh, and each time, like... And so all of those concepts were then sort of like wheeled out. You kind of get a few levels in there. It started out a little bit slow because you kind of get it. Like, yeah, Like yeah. maybe a little bit too much mm. at the beginning. But then once I sort of really got to that point where I was like, okay... Maybe I should put it down because the puzzles aren't evolving all that much. It got to this point where I was like looking at this puzzle and I was like, oh, I'm... what? And like I couldn't figure out oh, how okay. to do it. It actually got to a point where I was like, oh, this isn't about just pushing blocks anymore. This is about how to actually figure this out because I couldn't find 
where to push the blocks. I could see the blocks. Oh, okay. And I very like stupidly headlong just went in there, started pushing them. I'm like, ha ha, where does this go? Fuck. And then I realized that it was just because like they very cleverly hidden them behind other movable blocks that were hidden amongst immovable blocks. Oh, wow. And so having to like almost like push out these pegs to reveal that that's where the um, the marked blocks blocks would actually go. Okay. And so really cool because I didn't notice that until I sort of accidentally bumped into it and pushed it. I'm like, oh, that one's actually not corrupted. I can move this. And then having to weave my ship yeah, right. through these corrupted blocks to like push out these other ones to make way, and then just yeah, it was it it was good. It was it was fun. It was really well done. It and it, again like game feel is a really really important thing. Like mm. it it's an interesting. It's like it's like pornography. Yeah. Now you're gonna be like, why is it like pornography? Why is it like pornography? I'm glad you asked <laughs> because. You know it when you see it. That's not true. That's just a really famous quote about pornography. That's Oscar Wilde, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, I think it was uh, Shakespeare, right? Tis pornography, tis when I see it with thine eye. Tis smut when you gaze it. It's a very old, shitty thing that someone said in court about trying like pornography. And, you know, I'm just making a joke. Mm. But game feel is something that it's so hard to describe but you know immediately when it's not there. Yeah. Like how something controls is immediately apparent and it's one of the most important things to get right. Like conceptually, you can make a game that's like really interesting and fun as you were talking about before. Mm -hmm. But if the core of it doesn't feel good to just do, Mm -hmm. then this is why I really enjoyed this because it seemed like they really put the time in to make sure that the player avatar the submarine that you're playing feels great to move in it and really put the time in to make sure that the physics engine that they were running Mm. in felt really satisfying to just push stuff in this black inky void it was great it was really good so it's really 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 interesting to like talk about like what makes a game feel really good and like try to di- like yeah, di- dissect yeah. that a bit more because I feel like sometimes it's really hard to pinpoint why something doesn't quite hit that mark. Mm-mm. Yeah, but otherwise, like the game had really great music, really great sound effects, like really great visual effects as well. Nice. Like it all seemed like when you're dying, it like a a really great effect happens when you're moving around. It has this really cute sort of like bubble effect. And again, it's all low-key, low-poly, yeah, just yeah. black and white. So they're doing a lot with very little. Um, and it, it was it's just cool. It was just really cool. Like when you finish a puzzle, you go back into this inky blackness and you go like, oh, well, where's the next puzzle? I can't see it. You can just click a button to zoom out and it'll show you somewhere else on the map where it is. And so oh, you can right. propel yourself through this little inky void to get to the next puzzle. I just had a really good time. It was like... For a free game as well, because you could also pay for it, I think, as well. Like, oh, yeah, like yeah. most each Yeah, games. there's the donation. Um, but for the value of it, too, I think it was like it said like 50 puzzles or something all up. Wow. Which is like, a, and again, basing it off this one concept of just pushing something in a space with this physics engine and figuring out how to use all of this to your advantage and like iterate on that is really, really good game design. Yeah, yeah. And um, the playability of that, like, 
replayability too or like um yeah definitely i i, I would definitely play it like again. it's something maybe it would be like a year or so but you can come back to it and just be like i just feel like a puzzle thing yeah well this is the thing uh, funnily enough like i <laughs> i was playing fez yesterday and i hadn't played fez in years but i just went back to my old save in that and i was like feeling like in a puzzly mood yeah and it was just sort of like i never left it was like cool let's have a look let's try and figure out some of this stuff and that's a game that has really cool game feel as well mm. And that's why I wanted to go back and play it. It was like, let's figure out some puzzles. I've forgotten how to play this, but it still feels nice to play. Yeah, yeah. It, it has that same vibe to me. Mm, mm, there was mm. a funny... I'll wrap it up uh, with a funny thing where like, I figured out... Not figured out. It was an accident, obviously. But <laughs> I made a glitch in the game where I accidentally... I think from my alt tabbing or something like that, accidentally spawned myself in twice. Oh. And so there was two ships, one of which I couldn't control, but one I could. And for some reason, because there's a... This is what I think. Because mm. there's two cameras that you oh. can do a zoomed out and the regular camera. One camera was attached to the main ship that oh. was frozen. And the zoomed out camera was attached to the other ship. And so as it continued to go further and further away, the, the camera the just stretched out. And eventually I got so far away that I basically, just, I think it was almost stretching itself so thin that it started to drag the, the frozen ship with oh. me. And I was like, I couldn't, it was like, I'm like, how did I break this so badly? It's like, it was, it was, I mean, again, it was fine. It was like pretty easy to fix. I'm pretty sure like I just alt tabbed again or something yeah, or, or yeah. tried to kill myself mm-hmm. and it was fine. It just came back. But it was just really funny to, because I think I was able to, can't remember how I did it, but I do remember that I was able to then do it again. Oh, actually, uh, yeah, recreate that same glitch. But I just, I just thought it was really fun. Yeah. I just thought it was just sort of like, this is interesting that I can still control this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, this this game in particular, like I really enjoyed so many aspects of it. It's mm. one of the like one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast as well as to find these unseen sort of things gems yeah it it was just genuinely great like i had such a good time yeah if anything if if you're getting anything from this podcast beyond our sterling voices and our great commentary and humor beautiful um definitely go out and try and play this game so deep chalk dive uh by i believe his name was jack livestone uh, Zach, is yeah, it Zach. Pretty sure it's Zach. I don't know why he said Jack. Yeah, that's my bad. That's all right. Oh, I was punching up. Yeah, you still Nick? I'm sorry, oh. and I'm Winks Muchly. <laughs> no, Winks audibly. That's it. Thank you. Um, yeah, so definitely go out, seek that game. It's really worth just like a nice thirty minutes of time. It was very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the same way that like you talking about Shiny Gauntlet, I am actually genuinely curious about going and figuring out like. F- Seeing if your critiques in that were justified or if it, like, you know... Or if it is actually, like, yeah. If there's something a bit more to that, I would like to do that. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's gonna that's our time for, today, yeah. for this week. Um, you know, as we always do and we're always unprepared for, we have to give each other keywords again. Damn it! Yep. Exactly right. God um, damn it, every time. Every time. Every time. Uh so I always remember first, but then I don't have a word. Um, I'm going to say your word is 
let's go just because I'm looking at them right now. I'm just going to say mm. camera. Okay. Yeah, so we'll see if you can get some sort of like Fatal Frame or some mm. Pokemon Snap stuff. Mm. Who knows? I mean, mm. I, I think there's enough cool indie stuff there that it's based around cameras that you'll probably be able to find something quite good. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. All right. I'm going to go with Cloud. From Final Fantasy yeah. 7? Well, this this is what I'm curious My about. My favorite Final Fantasy. That's right. I love... Final Fantasy 7. I love Barra and Mephil and Sephiroth. I like Septic Froth. Yo, oh, man, that was some septic froth. That sound. Oh god, that's a. I know it's a really easy joke, but it 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 really is a good metal band name. Ooh, yeah, septic froth. Yeah, it sounds like what it sounds like back in the day before they knew what medicine was, and you had to cut on your leg. You'd go and get sea foam, and you rub well, yeah, it on your wound. Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking of froth as in like a beer. So, oh, oh what, you know, hair the, bit, the hair of the dog that bit you. Yeah, but that's a problem because it's either septic froth or it's like sewer head. You gotten some good sewer head lately? Winks uh, audibly. I sure did. And <laughs> I'll be damned if I didn't get two slugs for a back scratch. <laughs> this has been Scratching Edge's Die I'll see yeah. you boys later. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh my God, I'm, in, I, I'm giving birth. <laughs> I forgot. Ha <laughs> ha